Hey, DJ, did you hear what happened at the Oscars? Oh yeah, there was some crazy stuff, some holy moly stuff. Yeah, I can't believe that Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Why did he do it? Well, it's because Chris Rock made a joke about Will Smith's wife. What did he say? Well, see, Chris Rock made a joke that Jada looked like G.I. Jane. And... Oh, oh shit! Where the hell did Will Smith come from? He's gonna hit us. Run! We're a couple of guys who like to watch movies. Cinema nerds who made it our duty to make a show where we break down, discuss, and review. We're the men who watch movies. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Men Who Watch Movies. My name is Alec. And my name's DJ. And today is April 1st, April Fool's Day. So, on today's episode, we're going to do a salute to spoof movies. We're going to talk about our favorite spoofs and parodies that we really enjoyed. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about this week's movie news. Uh, so, it's this week in movie news. And of course, uh, we just had the Oscars uh, happen on uh, Sunday. And uh, there's a lot we need to talk about. Uh, but of course, uh, you know, it was pretty much middle of the road. Uh, you know, it went as exactly as we expected until it didn't. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of the winners uh, were, you know, pretty much who we thought was going to win, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to discuss some of the, uh, some of the winners uh, from the Oscars. So, of course, we have uh, Best Director, uh, Jane Campion, for our uh, the Power of the Dog, which I thought was a great movie, uh, so I'm glad she won. Yeah, congratulations! And of course, we have uh, Best Supporting Actress uh, Ariana DeBose for uh, West Side Story, uh, which was a great, great film, great performance. So, congratulations! And of course, we have uh, Best Supporting Actor uh, Troy Kotsur for uh, Coda, which uh, I, I still have not seen that yet. I uh, I do need to see it though. Uh, I saw some clips from it, and you know, he did a wonderful job. Uh, and of course, he's you know representing the deaf community, um, so that's a great win for him. Uh, congratulations on that! And uh, of course, we have best documentary feature, Summer of Soul. Have, uh, DJ, have you seen Summer of Soul? I don't think I have. It's I a, mean, I, I I should, but you know, I mean, I mean, uh, there's a they made a documentary. Yeah, it's a, it's a great documentary. Uh, Questlove, uh, he he's the one who put this together. And uh, so it's a documentary about uh, a concert that happened over uh, several days in 1969, in the summer of 1969 in Harlem. It was the Harlem Cultural Festival. And uh, it, was, it was definitely uh, lost to time. It, it, it was recorded and shelved, and it didn't see the light of day until just recently. And it's amazing. Uh, there's a lot of amazing performers on there. You have B.B. King, uh, Nina Simone. You have Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, and then of course you have Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Stevie Wonder. I mean, it's just amazing performances. I, I recommend you see it. Uh, incredible. I'm glad he won uh, the Oscar for that. And of course, uh, you have Dune. Dune won a couple uh, of Academy Awards for Best Visual Effects, uh, Cinematography. I mean, it's like I said, like we mentioned uh, last podcast, it's a stunning film, right? Oh, yes. It's very stunning and very, very, very good. And, of course, the main uh, main focus of uh, the night that everyone's talking about, Will Smith. He won Best Actor for King Richard. Oh, and then there was something about him assaulting Chris Rock, but no one's talking about that, right? All right, so let's move, let's moving on, moving on. 
Uh, I think that's it for this week in movie news. Uh, so let us get on with the main event. Spoof movies. I thought that's a great topic for our uh, April Fool's Day episode, right? Yep. It's a great title. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's, there's so many uh, spoof movies, parody movies. I mean, uh, the list can go on and on and on. Um, so what is, what, when, uh, when I say spoof movie, what comes to mind? Uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> yes, that's an excellent, excellent spoof movie. Of course, uh, the great Mel Brooks, uh, parodying Star Wars and other, you know, sci-fi movies, but ma- mainly Star Wars. Um, what do you like about that one? Oh, that, um, present Scroob is actually Brooks <laughs> spelled backwards. So I'm like, Hey, uh, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. That's that's funny. Uh, what else did you like about that movie? Uh, I like the fact that you know, um, uh, uh, Rick Moranis is like a dark helmet, and he does an impression of Daniel Jones, which I thought was really, really, really funny. Although I didn't know who was actually going to play Dark Helmet, I assumed it was going to be someone else. But of course, it's the awesome Rick Moranis. Of course, I love that reveal when. Uh, you know, he comes out and he opens that mask. I can't breathe in this thing. And, it, it, you know, of course, he's, you know, he's he just looks so goofy. And I think that, you know, of course, that's why they picked him, because he's he's so unimposing, you know, playing this uh, this benevolent leader. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely a great pick for that role. I think everything about that movie is just it's just perfect. I mean, of course, you have uh, John Candy playing. Uh, what's his name? Barf. Barf. Yep. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the great John Candy. And then uh, you have uh, Daphne Zunita. Zuniga. Daphne Zuniga. Zuniga, yes. And then she plays who? Princess Vespa. Vespa. I love the names that they pick. It's just, it's just funny. It just adds that little touch of hilarity to it, you know, because uh, it sounds like it could be a sci-fi name, but it's, but it's you know, it's obviously the name of a, a motorized <laughs> scooter. And then, of course, you have... Mel Brooks again playing yogurt, the spoof of Yoda. <laughs> Yoda, that was that was hilarious. I love yogurt. Um, of course, there's a lot of yogurt puns in there. Um, the little gold, he's a little golden man who, who gives wisdom. Uh, and of course, starring in the movie. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like it's it's more of an ensemble cast, but the one of the main the main stars of the movie is uh, Bill Pullman, who plays. Lone Star. Yes, uh, uh, it does a wonderful job of taking elements from the original films and it's kind of turning them on their head. And I love how um, Mel Brooks. I like how they parody the fact that George Lucas wanted to, you know, market everything, merchandise everything. And of course, that was uh, that was actually a stipulation of him making this parody. Uh, George Lucas said that he couldn't uh, merchandise anything from this movie. Because uh, he's a greedy bastard, uh, of course. <laughs> um, I mean, he kind of he kind of invented the whole playing field of, of monetizing your movies in that way, uh, selling toys and and you know everything under the sun. And of course, that was lampooned in in this movie. Uh, you yeah, have Spaceballs the T-shirt. Was it Spaceballs the towel and all kinds of stuff? Spaceballs the flamethrower. I still want one of those, by the way. Now you know what to get me for my birthday. I want a Spaceballs flamethrower, and I want it now. Uh, but yeah, of course, he's a uh, you know, brilliant director. Um, excellent, excellent parody movie. Um, there's so many good Mel Brooks movies, right? Yep, there's a lot of Mel Brooks movies that are so awesome and a good way to watch. 
Definitely, definitely. Uh, another another one of my favorite ones from him, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> that's that's just a classic. Oh yeah, very good classic. You know, it's very good. I heard that they took the sets from the original Frankenstein and put them in the Young Frankenstein. So that's very very good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's the extra touch that really uh, really makes that movie great. Like, you know, aside from you know the great actors in it, uh, I mean, it's just like the little details like that. They even you know reused a lot of the original props. And they even used uh, period cameras from that time uh, to give it that look. It just those, you know, those little details that made it really great. But of course, uh, what made it especially great was the actors, the great performances. Uh, of course, you have uh, the wonderful Gene Wilder as Dr. Frederick Frankenstein. Of course, you know, he liked to be called Frankenstein uh, to distinguish himself from his grandfather, Victor uh, Frankenstein, which who he thought was a nut. Then, of course, you have Marty Feldman as Igor. And then you have Cloris Leachman playing Frau Blucher. And uh, Terry Garr is also in the movie, right? Yep, and she starts as Helga, the assistant of Dr. Frederick Frankenstein. Yes, so so pretty much the movie is about, uh, it's about when uh, Victor passes away, right? Oh, yes. Th- he passes away and, of course... Frederick Frankenstein inherits his uh, wisdom and knowledge and crazy stuff about, you know, uh, making monsters come alive. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much at the start, though, he he believes that he's crazy, that that none of this was true. It's all just folklore that he that he created life because, uh, you know, he's saying that you can't uh, you can't uh, reanimate dead tissue. And it turns out he discovers it's all true. And then, of course, he creates. Uh, he creates the monster, which is played by Peter Boyle. Yes, uh, Peter Boyle, of course, you know, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yes. And, of course, the late Peter Boyle, who passed away. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Good sir. We miss you. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so many memorable moments. My, I would say, I don't know what your, fa- your favorite moment is, but mine is definitely the scene of putting on the Ritz. Oh yes, that is so funny. I, I actually that was in an interview with uh, Conan. Um, Gene Marlowe was on there, and he told uh, Conan that um, it was uh, it was Gene Marlowe's idea, not Mel Brooks' idea. And oh, really? Mel, and Mel Brooks thought he was crazy and silly, and of course, eventually they came to agreement. You know, they're going to put the stuff in there, so they they put it in there. So. You know, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. We miss you, buddy. Definitely. Uh, but that scene is just so, so memorable. It's, so let me set the scene here a little bit. Uh, after the creation of, of the monster, uh, you know, everyone's scared of him. So he decides to kind of put on this show uh, to put people at ease, to show him that he's not this vicious monster, that that um, that he has some kind of human quality to him. So they put on the song and dance number, putting on the Ritz, you know, they're in tuxedos dancing and, and, uh, it all goes horribly wrong eventually. But, um, I think, uh, a light on the stage uh, breaks, right. And then it scares him. Yep. The light goes out and scares him. And of course, uh, the monster grows angry and crazy and attacking people. And of course, you know, strange stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, just the way, just the way that, he, uh, the monster sings that line. It's just so funny. Uh, do you want to do a little impression for us? (laughs) 
I think that's pretty spot on. It sounded just like that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite scene uh, out of that movie? Oh yeah, the one where they're uh, creating Doctor Frank. Oh, the one of the, when they're creating the monster when they bring the monster back to life. Oh yeah, I like when they're sitting at the. I think and I think they're at the breakfast table, and uh, he's like, you hear like uh, moaning coming from the background, and then he's like, uh, oh, do you like it? You made a yummy sound, and they think they think it's because he liked the food. That was pure genius, just pure genius. <laughs> Uh, any other memorable moments for you? Oh, uh, the monster and Dr. Frankenstein dancing on the stage. Uh, just basically, you know, uh, Gene Hackman. Yes, I was going to get to that. I love that little cameo by Gene Hackman. He plays the, uh, the blind man in the, uh, you know, he's living alone. And it's, it's a direct parody of that scene from the original Frankenstein movie. I think it was, uh, was it? Was it the Bride of Frankenstein or the Son of Frankenstein? I think it was the Bride of Frankenstein, but either way, that was genius. The way Gene Hackman made that cameo, just pure on the spot genius. Yeah, I love those little comedic bits in there. Like he's trying to pour him the soup, but he's blind. So he's like moving the bowl and he keeps pouring it in his lap, his lap and burning his crotch. And then, uh, of course, you know, he, he lights his thumb on fire. Yeah, because the the poor you know blind guy he's lonely. He's he's like a hermit living alone, and he's finally glad to have somebody that he can hang out with. And he thinks he's a he knows he doesn't know he's a monster, and he thinks he's just like this mute. And uh, he ends up burning his his thumb, thinking he's uh, lighting a cigar. And uh, the monster, you know, of course, he gets scared and runs off. And then, and what what does he say when he leaves? Wait, I was gonna make espresso. <laughs> Wait. There you go. Anyway, we don't even need a soundboard. We, you know, you can just do all our sound effects for us and our sound clips. But yeah, it's just little moments like that. It's just it's so funny. I know I love when the, um, I forget his name. What's the guy with the wooden arm? Oh, uh, the policeman. Yeah. <laughs> when they're playing darts. I love that part where he, uh, he makes it seem like he, he's throwing the darts at the bullseye every time. Oh, Kenneth Mars. He is brilliant. You know, the late Kenneth Mars. Uh, recently passed away some time ago, but he is very, very funny at that movie. Very, very funny. Just really, really funny. You know, just laugh out loud. Just funny. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so many good uh, Mel Brooks uh, movies as well. And of course you have Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, and then there's the ones that are not so well received. Uh, Dracula dead and loving it. Uh, I know you've seen that movie. You like, do you like that one? Yep. I, I, I love it. You know, it, it has the quality to make you laugh. It has, uh, all that. He has Steven, Steven Weber who plays a British guy and it has, uh, Peter McNichol. Oh, Janusz from Ghostbusters oh, yeah. too. And he was in the Bean movie. Uh, and not, not, a, not a very good movie. It just uh, rehashed a lot of stuff from, um, the Mr. Bean TV show, but not to get too off topic here. Uh, but of course it has, uh, the great Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah. The great Leslie Nielsen, the, the late one. The late it, In fact, a lot, of, a lot of dead people in these movies. Uh, now moving on, uh, of course, Leslie Nielsen was in a lot, a lot of spoof movies, uh, even, you know, way up till, you know, he passed away. Um, of course, most famously, I think what started it all right was uh, Airplane. Oh, yeah. Super, super, super funny. 
you know, Barbara, Barbara Billingsley makes a very small cameo and she does that, you know, yeah. the, the, the jive talk. I thought it was so funny. You no, know, those two guys on the plane just, you know, make me laugh, you know, just, just laugh out loud, you know, crazy shenanigans stuff. Oh yeah. Very funny. Made by the, uh, the Zuckers, right? The Zucker brothers. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Made by them. I mean, that kicked off a whole renaissance of, of, of parody movies, um, but that interesting that was an interesting movie because it was a, it was like a direct parody of a movie called Zero Hour. Uh, I don't know if you knew about that. I don't know anything about the movie. I didn't know if they even made a movie like that. So yeah, so it was like a I think it was like a TV movie, but it was like a a plane airplane disaster movie uh, where uh, the pilots are unable to fly the plane, and so the, they have to try and land this plane safely. It's pretty much a shot for shot remake. Uh, Airplane is a shot-for-shot shot remake of Zero Hour, uh, and it's been talked about on a lot of other uh, forums and, and shows and whatnot, but I thought I'd, I'd bring it up for anyone who might not know. Um, so it has Robert Hayes as uh, Ted Stryker, uh, and it has some, a lot of funny little bits and cameos in here. Like you mentioned, Barbara Billingsley. Of course, it has the most famously uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't know that was him. You know, really? he's like kind of play, he's like playing himself, right? But he's not he's not trying to give away that it's himself. There's like oh, a yeah. kid who asks him, "Oh yeah, hey, you're Kareem Abdul Jabbar," and then, yeah, but he pretends like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, and then yeah, just like it's one of those movies where it's like endless endless gags. And, you know, starting with like the remember there's like that guy in the taxi. Uh, that parks on the curb and he's like waiting for him the whole movie even till after the movie's over and racking up like the the bill yep um, just, just 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 funny stuff one of my favorite uh gags is the autopilot <laughs> oh yeah the the autopilot Auto. is very funny you know uh uh the 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 um the uh yeah 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 the the, the dummy stuff the it was so funny, you know. Yeah, I, wish, I wish I had one of those stuff, but I, I don't know. I mean, like you I know, know, I want a, I want a replica of the inflatable autopilot. Uh, just it's, it's it's like it started that trend of those those movies that are just like endless endless gags. There's so much you can watch it again and again. You'll find new stuff in there. Uh, another one from the Zucker Brothers, um, Top Secret. Not not you don't hear about it really talked about too much. Uh, you've you've seen Top Secret. Oh yeah, it's very funny. You know, I I love the cast, Vel Kilmer. Um, oh yeah, he, yeah, he's great in that movie. Um, it, it's a it's like a parody of um, like World War Two movies. Also, it's like a parody of like Elvis movies, where he plays a singer, and he actually he he does all the singing in the movie, just like he did in the Doors movie. But I think that's why they eventually picked him um, because they were looking for somebody who can not only act but can sing. Uh, so he plays like the singer named Nick Rivers and he gets involved with the French resistance while performing in East Germany. And so he gets caught up in all this uh, crazy like uh, spy adventure kind of stuff. And uh, it's just it's just really wild. What did you think about it? Oh, I thought it was really, really, really good. I give it two thumbs up. It's a must see. Yeah, it's it's so, so wacky. Again, it's one of those movies with like endless gags. There's there's so many funny little bits in there. Uh, I remember there's one scene where uh, where Val Kilmer's character is sitting on a train, and it looks like you know because you can see outside the window, it looks like the the train's moving, right? But but it turns out it's sitting still, and in the, there's like a moving platform with people standing on it that's going by. Just little like weird gags like that, and then there's this one excellent scene where he's fighting somebody on top of a truck, and he falls into the water. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. 
and uh, he ends up having an underwater fight with the guy. And then there's like a full, for some reason, there's like a whole, like an old timey Western bar under the water. And then they start getting into an old timey bar fight under the water. There's like a, a guy at the saloon and he breaks a bottle over some guy's head. And, and then, uh, you know, someone shoots a gun and knocks down a chandelier. There's like a whole, un- like a wild West set under the water. It's so wild. It's, it's crazy. And then there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of great actors in there too. Peter uh, Cushing. Yes, from uh, Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars Episode Four. Uh huh. Interesting enough, um, you know how he made that digital uh, post, you know, life cameo in Rogue One. Uh, they actually used because uh, in the movie Top Secret, uh, they had to make a, a a face cast because there's a gag in the movie where he's holding up a magnifying glass to his eye and he pulls it away. You know how you know you know when you put a magnifying glass to your eye, it makes your eye look bigger. But when he pulled it away, his eye, it, w- it was just big. It was just already big, like without the magnifying glass. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just fantastic. You know, I I, I heard about that, but it is so fantastic. Just well, yeah, pure so, genius. Yeah. So for Rogue One, uh, they used the, the life cast that they did for Top Secret to do a digital scan of his face. And then they made the 3D, the CGI model of, of uh, Peter Cushing to make Grand Moff Tarkin come back to life. So it's a little bit of a... You know, happy accident that they came across that. Um, it actually had Michael Go or Goff, Michael Goff, who, of course, we talked about, played Alfred in the the Keaton and Kilmer. Uh, it's a reunion for him and Kilmer. Uh, and he was even in the uh, George, that, Clooney George, Clooney, George Clooney Batman movies. It was kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not to get too off topic. but Not uh, to get too off topic. Yeah. The, the, the uh, Clooney Batman movie is just the worst. But it's 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 fun. It's one of those guilty pleasure movies, which actually I want to make a, a a topic for one of our next episodes is our favorite guilty pleasure movies. But uh, it, it, it's not not to get too off topic here. Um, and of course, the uh, the Zucker brothers they also uh, made the Naked Gun. Oh, oh yeah, I heard about the Naked Gun. <laughs> oh, I I heard about it. You know, it has Weird Al cameos. So if you're a fan of that Naked Gun stuff. Watch it. It is so funny. There's a Weird Al cameo. It is very good. I give it two thumbs up. It's a must-see movie. Uh, uh, it's a must-watch movie. Definitely. Uh, the Weird Al cameo is very brief, but it's it's pretty funny. I wish they would have had some lines in it or something. But uh, Naked Gun, of course, it's a, it started off as a TV show, right? The um, What was it called? Oh, it's called Police Squad. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was called like Files from the Police Squad, right? And it uh, stars Leslie Nielsen as Frank Drebin. Uh, oh yes, he's so funny. You know, I, I I think of I think of him as um, the narrator in the Three Stooges. Yes, I remember that. It was it was it like TMC or something? Oh AMC. AMC. It was and classic, David. very classic. I had no idea he was going to be in there, but he wore like this, you know, um, graduation costume, of course, and he was doing. Yeah, do you remember what? You remember he was supposed to be from a college. You remember what it was called? NYU University. It was NYUCK. Oh, NYUCK. But yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was the host of the Three Stooges on on AMC. That that yeah, that was fantastic. But uh, yeah, Naked Gun. Uh, he plays Frank Drebin. Uh, he's a detective with Police Squad, and um, and the, there's three of them. There's three of these movies, but the first one. Of course, is is the most classic. Uh, so, like I said, it was based off the show. They made a movie, 
Um, and so Frank Drebin gets involved with this plot. His, his partner is uh, Nordberg, played by O.J. Simpson. Fantastic. Yeah. But not to get too off topic, but he's a, he's a really good actor. You know, we haven't seen him in any more movies, but I guess that was his Probably has to do with the role. murder, but yeah. <laughs> he's a little good guy. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so his partner Nordberg, he, he goes to bust this drug deal that's going down on a boat and he gets, uh, you know, he gets shot, falls in the water. He's on life support. And so Frank Drebin has to find out what's going on. And he ends up uncovering this this, this crazy plot uh, to assassinate the queen using mind control. It's just it's just this wild wild right. It's like again, it's it's the Zuckers. So it's it's one of those movies that's just layered with just joke after joke. Uh, but they're they're well thought out. They're not they're not uh, they're not just a bunch of random fart jokes and stuff like that. Which there are some in there, but it's also layered with other uh, nuanced jokes. Uh, what what are some of your favorite jokes in the movie? Oh, I don't know. Every every one of them is funny. Uh, you, you talk about the Nick Gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The one where uh, Leslie Nielsen disguises himself as one of the bad guys and he burns people with the he burns the bad guy's hand with the tea and he just fist fights and turns out the guy is wearing a mohawk and it's funny and it's just the slapstick comedy is so funny. Oh funny, yeah. You talking about you talking about the beginning of the movie? Yep. And he's it is all the, funny. You know, he's fighting all of like the. The, the uh, infamous uh, world leaders like uh, was like Gaddafi and uh, Gorbachev and all that. Yep, you know it's it's very slapstick comedy, but you know, not to get too off topic, they did a spoof of it in Family Guy. Oh yeah, it was it was really funny. You know, yeah, Seth MacFarlane has a very good comedy, you know, history. He, he he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Fam- Family Guy is uh, they they do a lot of. Uh, Referencing a lot of a lot of pop culture and movies and stuff like that. But yeah, that uh, that one scene in the beginning was funny where he's fighting. I like I like the part where he uh, grabs Gorbachev and he puts him in a headlock and he like he like rubs his head and then and then his birthmark comes off and he's like I knew it. It's there's a little funny moments like that that's, that's hilarious. And I love the intros in all the movies um, where the the police car is driving around. You see like the top of the police car with the red light, the spinning light. And it's like driving in all these weird places. First, you know, first it's like driving on the street and all of a sudden you see it like on a roller coaster and it ends up in a locker room chasing people around. And it's just, it's just funny. Like, uh, what do you, th- what did you think of that? Oh, it was very, very, very funny. You know, it has a lot of comics, comic, com- comedic, comedic stuff. The guys who directed this stuff, so funny, you know, it's a laugh out loud comedy. I would recommend it to everyone in the world so i give it two thumbs up and i would highly recommend this movie for everybody else <laughs> definitely definitely and after the naked gun movies uh leslie nielsen was in a, a whole bunch of uh parody related movies um we already mentioned one of them which was uh dracula dead and loving it uh he's also in a, a bunch of other ones as well uh spy hard which is you know a parody of uh, spy movies uh that one was it, it was okay uh that's when the point uh, in parody movies, when you start adding a lot of like like references to other um, other movies, like I know they had like a, a Jurassic Park reference in there. 
Uh, they referenced Home Alone at one point where there was like a like a kid. He was like battling uh, some of the bad guys with Home oh, Alone yeah. style tactics. Oh, yeah, and in the game there was a Mr. T cameo, very small one, and Alex Trebek cameo because he had a little voiceover. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, Spy Hard, is that the one with uh, Andy Griffith? He was the main villain. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, Andy Griffith. The late Andy Griffith. May yeah. he rest in peace. You're a legend, Mr. <laughs> Griffith. And then, of course, there was a, you know, at the, I think at the time when this came out, uh, Mission Impossible was, uh, you know, really big. And they did a, of course, you know, I feel like a lot of movies were obligated to reference that scene where Tom Cruise drops from the roof and he's hanging down. There's a lot of movies who reference that scene. Of course, uh, Spy Hard was one of them where Leslie Nielsen is, he drops down from the ceiling and he has to hack something or whatnot. Uh, yeah, so that's that, that's the beginning of like a trend where you see a lot of parody movies. They directly reference several uh, big franchises and, and uh, movies from those from the year that it came out. Um, of course, Wrongfully Accused, uh, Leslie Nielsen was also in, which is a, it was a direct parody of The Fugitive. Right. Uh, did, did you see Wrongfully Accused? No, I don't think I have, but I, I am going to see it eventually because I heard that it was a parody and I heard that it was very, 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 very good. And uh, for those who haven't seen it, I would rec- I would recommend this movie, even though I've, I have not seen it, but <laughs> I would still highly recommend it. Because, I mean, yeah, even though you haven't seen it, I mean, it has Leslie Nielsen in it, right? Yep. You know, I, I've seen it uh, I, years ago. I don't remember too much about it, though. <laughs> One of the scenes that stands out in my mind, though, is uh, Lizzie Nielsen escapes uh, after being, you know, you know, wrongfully accused, and uh, he's he was I think he was on a train like a train uh, that was transporting the the convicts, and he ends up getting off the train, and somehow the train is like chasing him, and uh, I just remember that being funny, like he's running, he like his he's like shackled up, and then he's running away from this train somehow. It's like chasing him off the tracks, and yeah, it just it just there's a lot of funny bits like that, but not as strong as the Naked Gun movies and other parody movies. But uh, like I said, definitely it's worth a watch just for you know having Leslie Nielsen in it. Uh, and he, I remember Leslie Nielsen even popped up in some of the scary movies, right? Oh yes, he was. He popped up in the uh, scary movie movies. Yes, yeah. he, he was in Scary Movie Three. He was very, very funny as a president. You know, very slapstick comedy. George Carlin apparently appeared in one of them, and he was the director of the Matrix or the um, architect of the Matrix. There he <laughs> yeah, was. There I, he was. I remember that. Yeah, uh, that brings us to a whole new era of uh, parody movies because after a while the parody movie kind of died out. And I think scary movie kind of, uh, it was like a new renaissance for parody movies. Uh, it was the Wayans brothers, right? They, they were the ones who started the scary movies. Yep. Yeah. It, it was them, the Wayans brothers. Yeah. The, I remember the, the first few of them, uh, particularly being hilarious, uh, you know, scary movie one and two, and uh, that continued that trend of, of kind of, they took a genre and they, they incorporated uh, references to a bunch of different other movies in that same genre. So, yeah, of course, the main one being Scream. Uh, in the first movie, uh, they referenced a lot of, of Scream. I think the second one had to do with, like, a House on Haunted Hill uh, was their main reference. But, they, they, you know, of course, they incorporate references of other movies in there, like The Exorcist and, uh, you know, other famous uh, scary movies. Hence the name, Scary Movie. 
Uh, I think they, after a while, those movies started to decline in quality, just uh, which ironically, the, the uh, I think, I don't know if it was both of the Zuckers, but I know the Zucker brothers got involved in, in the later scary movies. And then there's some there's some funny moments in the later ones, but eventually they just they just got too absurd. Uh, there's too many of them, and I don't know. I, they definitely declined declined in quality. And then uh, after the scary movies, there has been a whole another slew of uh, genre spoofs, uh, like date movie, epic movie, and then they just kept getting worse and worse from there. Uh, superhero movie that one actually I didn't mind. I don't know if you, have you seen superhero movie. Yes, yeah, I've with, seen it. Uh, with Drake Bell. Yes, uh, and uh, Christopher McDonald as the hourglass villain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a direct parody of Spider-Man, uh, the 2002 Spider-Man movie, and it, I think it does a an okay job of uh, of parodying that. It has which has Leslie Nielsen in it. Uh, didn't he play like the Uncle Ben type character? Yep, he did. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I thought you know, I mean, I'm a fan of the 2002 Spider-Man movie, and it follows that same exact cookie cutter pattern, and it kind of parodies the whole. Uh, the whole genre. Um, of course, he has some absurd uh, references to other superhero movies like the X-Men. I think it has Tracy Morgan as uh, Professor X. type. Oh, of yes. You know, he had to shave his head for that role. So I guess. Yeah. I, I think it was, I think it was a bald cap. It looked pretty, pretty bad. I don't know, but he does have short hair. I don't know. But it looked like a bald cap as, as yep. far as I could picture it in my mind. Uh, definitely not one of the best parody movies, but there's some moments in there that I actually uh, liked. Um, I mean, it, it's basically like a cookie cutter, which, um, which was like any superhero movie from back then. It kind of followed that cookie cutter, um, you know, where you have like the hero, uh, you know, something happens to them and they become, they get superpowers. And then simultaneously at the same time, you know, the, the evil businessman, uh, something goes wrong and he's forced into, you know, having to quit his company or sell his company. And so he tries to get back at the investors and he becomes a villain, and a lot of movies were like that. I know Fantastic Four, the original Fantastic Four, not the '90s one that the uh, Roger Corman went, but the uh, 2004 Fantastic Four was just like that. Um, then, of course, uh, you have other ones too, uh, like Not Another Teen Movie. And have you seen Not Another Teen Movie? Yes, I have. It's very, very, very funny. You know, it has Chris Evans before he was, you know, Captain <laughs> yeah. America before he was, you know, in the other movies. But you know, he's very, very. Very, very talented. Yeah, out of all the, um, out of all the, like the, the later spoof movies that you know, after the new renaissance of spoof movies started coming out, I think that's one of the better ones. I mean, it, it definitely has, uh, has some great comedy moments in it. And now that this one, it, it started out uh, trying to parody like the newer like teen movies. Like, um, I mean, the the main plot of the story is directly referencing she's all that. With Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, what's her face, Kirsten Dunst, or is it? No, no, but it actually does reference "Bring It On," which had Kirsten Dunst in it. But I remember them discussing it in the uh, special features where they talked about adding like the '80s movie spoofs in there, and I think that I think that uh, definitely was a good choice because it has a lot of references to Breakfast Club, uh, Ferris Bueller, Sixteen Candles, uh, movies like that, and I think that I think that added an extra layer. You know, for a different generation of uh, of moviegoers to, to to laugh at, you know. But uh, I think overall that movie was was pretty good. And then uh, and then you start getting into like a really really garbage ones, like direct to to DVD movie spoofs. Uh, 
there was like this trend for a while. I don't know if you've seen any of these movies where they started getting into like naming them really long names. Like there's one like uh, this. It's like another horror movie spoof. It's called Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the 13th. It's like a combination of different movie titles into one big title. Oh, I don't think I have seen it, but I think I heard of it. it yeah, was yeah, yeah, really yeah. I haven't seen them either, but I just I've seen the titles, and just the title alone is like uh, cringeworthy. Or there's one called "The Forty Year Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It." <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously they're referencing all those different movies in that one title, and just and I, I never I never wanted to bother seeing them. They just sound bad. Uh, but this, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of spoof movies out there. I think uh, you know we we kind of scratched the surface uh, of the subject, but you know, I think we listed our our favorites. Um, so w- which which one would you say is your after out of the ones that we talked about, uh, which is your favorite one? Uh, Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, so Mel Brooks, huh? Yep, the Mel Brooks is so funny. I hope he makes more movies. But he is still in retirement, but I hope he is still directing movies. Definitely. Um, I would say Naked Gun, the first Naked Gun movie, definitely my favorite out of this list. But, you know, of course, I, I do love the Mel Brooks movies. Uh, but something about Naked Gun is just hilarious. A lot of quotable moments, a lot of uh, funny gags in that movie. Uh, maybe one day we'll do a full-on review of the Naked Gun series. Uh, I feel like there's so much that we're talking about right now we can only kind of Hit, hit up uh, like a little hints of these movies, but uh, I want to talk about it in depth more. So definitely, definitely a lot of good spoof movies out there. Uh, so I'd recommend giving those a, a look uh, and uh, happy April fools, everybody. Um, but the real fool, the real April fool is anyone that's not listening to this podcast. So I'd recommend uh, that if you're listening to this, you recommend it to your friends and uh, you know, have people check it out, man or lady. So uh, this has been Alec. And this has been DJ, also known as Movie Man Behind the Scenes. Yes. And uh, go ahead and add us on Twitter, uh, at Men Watch Movies. And go and uh, you can uh, let us know how we're doing. You can curse us out. You can uh, give us a uh, praise. It's it's up to you, uh, however you want to do that. Uh, But for the men who watch movies, we are signing off saying... Keep Keep on on watching. watching.